Hey, yo, what it do, man? It's your big homie, Bobby Dollars. And today we are back with another episode of the Bobby Dollar Show. Hey, man, today is going to be a fun show because uh, I got the homeboy in here, man. You know what I'm saying? Somebody I've been trying to uh, catch up with for a real long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, real fun, dude. We we had a couple of conversations before. Uh, he is also the host and the creator of the Delvin Cox Experience and DelvinCoxExperience.com. Yeah, you heard it right. You know what I'm saying? You ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Straight out of Miami, Florida. Mr. Devil Cox. Hey, what it do, bro? What, what's going on, man? Everything good, Bobby, man. Everything good. How about yourself, man? Man, I'm chilling, bro. Hey, psh, life is life. I'm just letting it happen. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, man. It's always good to come on this podcast and talk up with the brothers, man. Hey, man, it's love, man. That's all it is. I be trying to catch up with everybody, bro. Like, it's a lot of people missing out, man. Like, I got so many, I ain't gonna say personalities cause I ain't crazy and shit, but like <laughs> I got so many ways of thinking and so many avenues that we could travel down any and every time I do a podcast, man. That's why I say sometimes people be kind of missing out, bro. It's just love, that's all. Well, let me hit you with, some, with something I, I've learned mm-hmm. in my years of doing this. It's weird to say this, but it's so true. The hardest people to get on your podcast or your show, a lot of times be your own people. It'd be like it'd be a a, a task, and I find it fascinating that it's so difficult. Like my show, it's gotten to the point where a lot of times I don't even have to ask people to come on my show. They like mess with me, like, "Hey, can I come on your show?" Yeah, see, that's where I'm trying to get. Yeah, I like that. I like. But it's always the white people. Hey, (laughs) so which I which I love, (laughs) which I love, but I'm like, come on, you know. I, I like diversity, but I also yeah. like talking to my people. I think yeah. it's super important to that's talk to and highlight my people. Very cultural, very cultural. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it is, man. So, okay, so I tell you what, man. So you you down in uh in, in Miami, Florida, man. I gotta ask you, bro. Like, um, how has life been for you living in this new normal? Man, this this shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy <laughs> because. Oh. It's crazy because depending on where you stay at, well, Miami is a whole different beast completely. Yeah. Because when we first, when this first happened, well, I want to say March, Mm -hmm. and everything went on lockdown. Yeah. I told this story once before, but I'll tell it on here. Yeah, that's what's up. People, when they first announced the lockdown and everything was closing down, I was driving to CVS to get some medicine or something like that, right? Okay. And the line to the barbershop was to the streets. Damn. Like, like literally. Yeah, it was wild because everybody was going to get their cut from the lockdown. So lockdown happened. We was on straight up, straight up lockdown. Yeah. I want to say with for solid where everybody followed it and complied for about a good month. Mm-hmm. After that month happened, went by, people just stopped caring. <laughs> like that people started right. like hood barbershops started opening up again and just opening up a secret like Yo, you know the spot you can go there and get your cut right. places like restaurants start opening up without people knowing and stuff like that people was sneaking in and it got and it got to the point now like where we at today our cases in Florida are so high because people took it seriously for a month yeah. got tired of it just did went on with their life. So for that month, I felt the lockdown, and my, my family still does what we have to do because we don't yeah, play that crap. Yeah. I can't. I literally can't afford it. You gotta but, do that. You got to. But in terms of South Florida, within that month, second what that second month, stuff was almost back to normal. Man, that's sad, bro. It's, it's real sad to say, to be absolutely honest with you, because it's like, it's like people just don't care, man. It's like. Fuck my life. I want to have fun. Like we out here in the sun and, and having fun out here and, on the beach. And I don't care if I die in 14 days or so. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's 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 just odd as shit if you ask me, bro. Yeah, because you see, you quite sure you see plenty of stories about people being on the beach. Yeah, yeah. During Memorial Day weekend, they're like, we don't care. We get it, we get it. It's, it's wild. But that's right. that's Florida. People in Florida have this attitude where it's like 
don't care. We're going to do what we're going to do because we want to do it. Oh, yeah, that's just, that's that's what it is. That's what America built, bro. Hey, but you know, the crazy shit is, is y'all dealing with COVID and all this weirdness that's happening in the stores and, and all of that with the people in the city. But then y'all got hurricanes and shit coming too, man. I, I mean, like, that shit is scary, bro. Like, how y'all deal with that? Like, it's, hurricanes are so weird down here because we've gotten so used to it. Yeah. And what happens is, this is what always happens. I can tell you from experience. I've experienced damn near all up here. Okay. From Andrew on down. That's what's up. They will tell us it's a big hurricane coming. Mm-hmm. I need to prepare and stuff like that. So the stores get crowded. We'll yeah. get all the supplies we need. Right. Then the hurricane come and literally nothing happens. <laughs> it's like it's like rain for a couple of hours. Yeah. It looked dark outside in the daytime. But nothing really gets damaged. Unless you're in the key, unless you're in the keys. The keys different. Yeah. Keys always get messed up by her. But if you're like in areas like Miami and stuff like that, yeah. So but it's a lot of time when they announce those hurricanes. It don't really hit us as hard as we expect. Yeah. So I then people, you. so then people get so comfortable with it not being like that when a real one hits us. Yeah. It's as hard. Yeah, I could see that happening, bro. I really could, man. That's to me, that shit is terrifying. I can't swim, man. Fuck that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it don't get that bad here. Like the yeah. flooding at most, unless you're in the keys, at most the flood will probably get to your, your probably your ankles, okay. if that. So he ain't never to that point. Hey, Devil. Hey, Devil, man. I don't want to hear that shit, man. You convince yourself. <laughs> they say you could drown in six inches of water. <laughs> You're able to do this to me on my show, right? <laughs> it it no ain't way, that bad. Sir. No way. You get, the hey. thing you got to worry about in hurricanes down here are falling trees mm-hmm. and power lines. Yeah, okay. Like if a tree fall on your house, you, you're in trouble. If a power line fall down your area, you're in some trouble, but otherwise that you don't never you don't never really have to worry about flooding, right? In well, terms that, of your life, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so you said a minute ago, man, like when we were when you was uh, talking about your show, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to get in contact with your own people. You kind of your audience is my bad, man. It's I think a gnat in here. Um, your audience is more white sometimes than you would prefer. Um, tell me about your show, bro, because like, you got a great following though, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the secret here? Because I don't care if white people listen to my show because (laughs) any and everything that I'm saying, I'm saying because it's coming from my heart and my mindset. I don't give a damn about, you know, how, who feelings I'm hurting and all of that type of shit, you know what I'm saying? I just want people to understand who I am. Um, my show is about diversity, man. This is the tagline, one man mission, the other culture through diversity. Okay. And I kind of hold, get it that in terms of, I always like to have different people on from different walks and backgrounds of life. Okay, talk about and, a few episodes. Let me, tell, tell me about a few episodes. You know, I checked out a few, so tell me about a few of them. Like um, one of the more popular episodes I've had is um, I had one series I did on my podcast called The State of America. Okay. Where each, it was like four episodes, three or four episodes. Each episode, I interviewed a different race uh, about how they feel about this country. Man, that's hard. I like that. Yeah, and I started off with white people, mm-hmm. and they gave their answer. Yeah. Then I started off with Hispanics. Yeah. Then I started off with people from outside the country, how they feel about how the U.S. is, and then I ended it with black people. Hey, that's what's up, man. Hey, you know what? After the show, bro, after this episode is done, I want to talk to you about something. I got an idea that I've been fiddling with in my head for like the last month. And I, I wanna I wanna I want your opinion on it, but okay. It's gonna take more than just me to try to get this shit popping, but you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, just let me know what you want me to do. Cause yeah, yeah. I'm always coming up with ideas in my head and I try to get think, them all out. I think you might like this one, bro. Okay. But, um, but okay, so All right, so I got you. So basically the secret to the show for you is diversity. Just basically being able to touch bases with everybody. Also, very important, Mm -hmm. as a podcaster, all those few tweets and stuff don't mean nothing, honestly speaking. It it helps you in terms of visibility, right? but what helps you the most is talking to other podcasters and getting them on your show. Yeah. And why I say I that agree. is because 
when you reach out to another podcast and have them on your show, even if you don't get their fans, you can get that podcaster to vouch for you, back you, and support you. And that goes a long way. And that's why I kind of have this diverse audience because I've had so many different podcasts on from different backgrounds and stuff. And what I try to do all the time is get those podcasters introduced to other podcasters so they both can co-mingle together, learn each other, have each other on their shows, and that that builds a community. Communitizing, networking, I like that. That's what's up. But you know what's crazy though, to be honest with you, Delvin, man, like I know a lot of people in this city, man, and me being an ex-coach, I know a lot of uh, athletes that are professionals at the present moment who, I mean, I know their parents. Like, I could call their parents and talk to them. Be like, man, why don't you be on my podcast, this, that, and the other, you know, tell stories about their child growing up. And, man, my, my numbers are probably skyrocket. But here's the thing. I don't want no celebrities on my, like, I'm trying to minimize the celebrity thing as much as I can because y'all are the celebrities for me with the podcast. And that's why I'm interview Every show I do, I interview one of y'all. Like, it makes sense. I'm trying to drive into y'all journey. Like, I want to see what it is that's on y'all mind and how y'all became so creative and what what got you sticking to what it is that you're doing. Because, you know, like I know, man, shit, this shit come and go, bro. You you'll jump in this for about two, three months and be like, man, I ain't getting no listeners. Fuck that. And next thing you know, you out doing something different. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's why I say my timeline. I try to keep it filled up with all the locals and all the the low level podcasters, the ones that ain't got that big of a following because y'all, like y'all are my actual celebrities. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I like to highlight all y'all. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I appreciate <clears throat> that. I think it's important to do that. And the way I, what keeps me going with doing it is the fact that I have people constantly commenting on the podcast and supporting the podcast. Yeah. And that means a lot to me, especially when you got people who came in from the ground up you listening and still supporting years later. I've been doing the Delver Cox experience as it is for about three years now. Okay. So I've watched it come up from seven listeners yeah, yeah. to what it is now. Right. And that means a lot to me in terms of like, hey. Hey, hey that's what's up, man. I mean, that's where the love lies. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I, I get it. I understand, man. Hey, that's what's up. Okay, so... Um, we spoke about the topics and everything. I mean, I know you like anime and gaming, uh, the horror movie stuff, um, you know, like all, all that. You hear me? So I'm finna see what's on your mind today. Okay, cool. All right, so check it out. Um, what would you consider to be the closest thing to magic in real life? That's a good question. That's a real good question. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably say science I'm with you there I'm, I'm 100% with you there proven theories I, got I feel like magic is science that we haven't figured out yet okay I like that that's a good answer I like that yeah. okay I mean I like that I mean it ain't even no need to elaborate on that I like that that's, that's pretty cool we'll leave that right there okay so um, tell me this then if it's a topic, a virus, a group of people, one sound mind that just can do it, what do you think is finally gonna break the internet? That's a good question. Whew! In terms of like, <laughs> in terms of like, Kim Kardashian, quote unquote, broke the internet for everybody going crazy, or? I mean like. Or world changing. <laughs> I mean, like, so much so to a point to where it may actually have to be, I mean, not monetized, monitored, or it might get shut down, or... Oh, okay, to the point where they start to regulate the internet. No no more freedom of, uh, no more the Freedom Act. No more of that. Like, one, one incident that could happen, whether it be a topic that just people just will not stop talking about, a virus that some hacker from somewhere just dropped into... You know what I'm saying? Into somebody's server or a system at a mainframe, I mean, at a, a main site like Citibank or something like that and just ruined everything or a group of people. I, I have an answer for that. Let's hear it. I think the internet will get regulated like that or even shut down mm-hmm. if a couple of things happen. One, and both of these things have to do with government. 
Okay. An assassination of a president oh. or a U.S. official. Wow. And I say that because if you have a situation like that, it's mm-hmm. cold red automatically, no matter who it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when, especially, it has, I think it have to be a, a a U.S. president in terms of that. Right. And and the internet is so at this point it's so toxic in terms of misinformation that it pulls out there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> in terms, and if you have something like that happen, I think they would have to start regulating it, especially if it was something that was shown on the internet. Like let's say a president. I don't want to say no names because I don't want to wish that on no president, right. whether I like him or not. But right. if if you see if there's a video of a president getting assassinated today, like that Kennedy video, for example. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That if that, that would have happened today, yeah, they'd have to put regulations on the internet. They would not be able to show that on the internet. They would not want people to see that. They would not want to be like putting that up out there. I think that's one of the things. And another thing, I think they'll probably get heavy regulations on the internet and make them like, okay, we gotta start shutting down this internet in terms. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. the internet for the longest time has been the wild west in terms of like, true. We see we've had people put child pornography on the internet and get away with it. We've seen people put dismemberment videos and straight up live, murders. Live murders, yep. Straight up murders on the internet and it hasn't gotten shut down. Big fact. I think <clears throat> either have to be a political figure that gets murdered, a highly talented political figure or government secrets to the point that would jeopardize our nation. I like our livelihood and our economy yes. and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, that's a good answer, bro. I. I could see that happening, but me personally, I think it would be a group of people. Like a, a, a terrorist attack? Like, not terrorist, nah. a, a cyber terrorist? Like, nah, it wouldn't even be that. It would be a group of people that are so smart, like taking a, a like taking a Bill Gates and a, a Mark Zuckerberg and a, and a, a um, Ethan Hawke and a, I mean, not Ethan Hawke. Uh, <laughs> I know you're talking <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like making a group with them and then all of them trying to manipulate the internet for their own agenda. And before you know it, boom, it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Everything's crazy. All the algorithms are fucked up. It's just like, I think that's the way it would mess it up. And then in terms, it would just get bought out after that and be shut down or some crazy shit, you know? I but think I, some of that is going on now as we speak. If you look yeah. at Facebook and you look at how you Facebook is used to manipulate the, the data, America and, mm-hmm. and everything like, um, one of, the, one of the reasons why I don't even look at Facebook anymore is because when you go on Facebook, yeah, you'll constantly see something like a story or something like that. If you whether it's a political story, mm-hmm. and then if you research the data of the political story, you'll find out it's one hundred percent false. Right, right. And that's a problem because you have older people who will go on that site and see that and think that's facts. Yeah, like you'll see something like Joe Biden eats babies, <laughs> and they and they'll run with that. And use that as fact. They're like, nah, I can't vote for Joe Biden. He's babies. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, everything on the internet true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Okay, okay. Well, since we going that route, okay. So, it's twenty forty nine. All right. Okay. America has been depopulated down to just one million people. All right, just one million, and this is all over America. That's all right. Corona, that's what happened when you don't follow with a damn mask, coronavirus. <laughs> all right, they running tests on people. They creating special beings. They gonna call them special beings. You get the email, you, Delvin Cox, get the email to go there, all right? When you get there, they put you in one of those um, Captain America chambers, all right? Yes. They put you in one of them little machines. They leave you in there for 48 hours. When the machine open, what kind of superpowers you gonna have? You only get two. I would always go for immortality. Okay. You want to live I, forever? Yes. Okay. I would go for that. And I guess if, I guess if you have immortality and vulnerability would come with that, right? Well, I would say, I mean, if you immortal, if you're immortal, you should be able to feel pain and emotion and all of that because you'll never die. Yes, so I would say super strength then. Okay, so you'll be super strong and immortal. Yes. You're gonna be one strong emotional motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it like this. 
I am a person who believes in God and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to die. That's I, not something I look forward to. Man, that's a whole nother episode, bro. But <laughs> you know, to be absolutely honest with you, it freaks me out. And it does. Excuse me for saying this, but a lot of the times I feel like there is something bigger that's like handling us like how what how we play the sims the sims yes. 4 and we control their lives and we doing all this that and the other i kind of look at it like that's us because it's like i don't think that the way a brain develops from birth not having any knowledge at all and can come out and be as smart as you know the uh, einstein or a genius and then they die that brain just just goes away and all that information is gone. I don't know, man. One time I had a dream, bro, that when people died, they was taking like stem cells out of the back of people's necks and putting them in other ones. And you just go on to uh, the next life as a different person, but you still have those same thoughts that you had from, from that last, you know what I'm saying? From that last body. So it's like deja vu. You, you think you're seeing something that you've seen before. Well, yeah, because you got that stem cell in your neck and you're another person now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can feel that. Man, that dream freaked me the hell out. I woke up, my wife is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. Hey, <laughs> but I kind of felt like that. Like, damn, like, that's kind of crazy, man, to think that after all the learning, you could become the smartest person in the world. You could have a mind so great that you could develop a cure for cancer or microorganisms or nanotechnology or you can be that smart and develop that from birth all the way up to you about 50 or 60 years old then you die and that brain just disintegrates into the earth all that information's gone all that like that's weird to me yeah i agree and i think it's something where Everything in life seems like it has an answer to it. Death, it just seems so final. And the fact that we don't know anything about the afterlife in terms of what we read in the Bible and stuff like that, like you can't go to the afterlife and come yeah. back and tell us, all right, this, this, this what happened. Right. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. that's scary within itself. Like you've had people survive cancer. You've had people survive heart attacks. Had people survive multiple things and they, yeah. can, tell, they can tell you experiences from it. Yeah. But death is one of those things that are so finite and final. Yeah. And we've never heard, okay, never heard like, okay, we know for a fact there's an afterlife with God, there's a devil and stuff like that. That part of this, I think, terrifies me as a human being. Like, all right, yeah. what happens after I'm gone? Do we, I know for certain I'm going to heaven. Yeah. I know, know for certain I'm going to hell. What can I do to change this? Yeah. Is it painful? Is right. it peaceful? And that, And those are the thoughts like to me i feel like those are the thoughts of a, a man with a sound mind a person that feels like that they have stuff that they want to accomplish in life and just want to make sure that after they've accomplished it it just don't go in vain it ain't you know what i'm saying like it ain't yeah. it ain't nothing no more so yeah i feel that man and i be thinking about that all the time like damn when i die as smart as i am and all the things that i learn every day because i love quantum knowledge and i read and read and read and you know like I do so much stuff, man, because I can pick up on all the mistakes that everybody else make and then capitalize. And it's like I say to myself, why would I want all this that I got up here to just go away? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, I agree. It's like it just go away. Sometimes I be thinking in my mind, like, they take them stem cells from you before you die. And that's how Alzheimer's and all that stuff occurs. You know, your grandma go in the hospital and she be sick for a little while. And you be like, oh man, I gotta go visit grandma. And when she come back, she ain't the same no more. Now she getting dementia, she getting Alzheimer's. Shit, they took all her thoughts. They took everything, you know what I'm saying? And, that's a good point. <laughs> I think, I think and, there's some, and it's like now like now we just waiting on the body to die you know what i'm saying they don't even know who we are like you just spent 70 years of your life with me and you don't even know who i am no more yeah and <laughs> it seemed like it happened so sudden yes yes bro but we ain't you know what we ain't finna get on that deal hey it's cool man <laughs> hey that shit freaks me out man <laughs> it does it really does okay so all right so moving on man I got a I got a good question for you here. What's the most useless talent that you have? Huh. I guess doing this. I 
freaking pull. My my bones and my fingers are so flexible. I can just stretch my thumb everywhere and every how and don't worry about breaking it. Yeah, I mean, shit. I don't know if that's useless or not, but it, it's it's definitely a, a talent. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my thumbs and my fingers can bend almost any kind of way. And I never I never broken my thumb or my fingers to this day. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, but that's that's crazy, man, that you just flipped your thumb back like that in, in the camera. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it flipped, right? I can make my thumb go perpendicular with my, I guess. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, man, yeah. You, that's weird, but. Yeah, you make sure you get a hug, man, when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? <laughs> hey, but that's what's up, man. So so you in, you in South Florida, you said, right? Yep. All right, so uh, you down there with the sun and fun. Tell me, you a suburban type dude or you a city type? I'm gonna say city type. Okay. I like the sights and sounds of the city, like the environment. I, I like the, the big city. I know some people don't. Yeah, I like the I mean, quiet too. Yeah. I like the quiet too, but I think I just like being around the environment, like the environment of a big city moving around. I think growing up that way for me, I think um, I'm 43 now. So I think by the time I turn 45, hopefully me and my wife, I have like a, a house with enough acreage to where my neighbor is not right next door and I can get some solitude. I can do my farming and just let my dogs run around and hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. Like, I don't want to be city bound anymore. Like, I want to drive to the city, do what I need to do, get what I need to get, and then go home in my neighborhood where. Maybe I'm in a nice cul-de-sac where it's only four houses and we all got an acre of land or something behind our house and everybody is separated where we got our own space and like I want that's how I want to live, man, for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? So that way I can do everything that I want to do and enjoy myself. That makes sense. I like that. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, so that's what's up, man. So okay, so tell me a short story about a time in your life when you figured out that podcasting was going to be your thing? Ooh, there's a, a lot of stories I can think about. I've had a lot of podcasting moments where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of good at this. I, this is amazing. Okay. Like I've had, like like I told you about the State of America series. Okay. I, I, I'll talk about the, the, the ending part of that because I didn't tell you about that part. Okay. After I did those four episodes, what I did was I did another episode directly after that where I had a group of black people okay. from Detroit <laughs> sit down mm-hmm. with a bunch of white guys oh, wow. from Texas. Oh, shit, Devin, what the hell? So, <laughs> and we all did a podcast together. Wow, that's Talk crazy. about how we feel about America and things like that. And we got the conversation about gun control and stuff like that. And it got heated sometimes and stuff like that. But one of the things I remember about that conversation was at the end, mm-hmm. we all came to agreement that we love women. <laughs> <laughs> we like, and it, it all hey, of a sudden, it right there. That's it. And right it all there. of a sudden became a conversation with us having fun and cracking jokes. Right. And that's I think up. that meant a lot to me in terms of. Be getting these two group people from different groups together, right? Different backgrounds, everything. Yeah, yeah they disagreed on a whole bunch of things. They even argued at some points. Never like f you or nothing like that. It was always respectful. Right. But at the end of the day, they found that middle ground where they can laugh, joke, and have fun. Being men, bro, that's all. Men will agree to disagree at times, but that don't mean you always got to throw your hands or, or pull out guns or something to settle whatever the disagreement is at the moment you just sometimes you just better to walk away like it's cool you know or like you say change the subject figure out a common ground you know what i'm saying so that's that's awesome man that's what's up that's what's up i like that wow that hey but i don't know man that I, that that had to be some hard work man <laughs> oh, it, it really was <laughs> i remember after i did the first episode mm-hmm. We're white people, right? Yeah. I was getting a lot of messages from black people uh. cussing me the fuck out. <laughs> why are you let them. why are you let these crackers come on here and say this? 
say that. I say, come on, man. Right. To the rest of the series. Let them breathe, bro. Let them breathe. breathe. Let them breathe. It's yeah. about here on their side. Right. So get perspective on it. And then they heard the next <laughs> episode, like, okay, I see what you're doing. Then when we got to the black episode, all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You was the pin cushion, bro. Hey, you mediated that great. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's funny as hell. Hey, man, it's the Bobby Dollar Show. You know what I'm saying? I'm here right now, man, with the homeboy Delvin Cox from the Delvin Cox Experience, man. <laughs> hey, we chopping it up right now. You know what I'm saying? So here we go, man. I keep hearing you speak about America and saying about America. So tell me your thoughts on the new normal and the way everything been handled here in America. I think, and I will say this clearly and as open as possible. I love America. Yeah. It's our country. As black people, we should love America and realize it's our country. But we also should realize America has been fucked up to us for a long time. Man, for so long, bro. For so but long. We gotta stop letting white people tell us that this is their country. Yeah. It's not. Well, we yeah. deserve as much stakes and rights to this country as they do. Even more so until a point because we were brought here as slaves. Yeah. We I didn't. Agree. We didn't come here by choice. So anytime a white person says some shit like, oh, you can go back home you like here. Fuck yeah. you, you brought us here. <laughs> you- Look, man, let me let me tell you something real quick, Delvin, man. Something you gotta understand, man. The word America means own- ownership, bro. Yes. That's what it is, man. That's the reason why every time they want to associate themselves with a race, gender, or anything that they feel like is going to benefit them, they attach their name to the backside. African-American, Latin-American, Chinese-American, you know, like, like, it's like they saying you owe us for being in our country and being a part of what we got as our, as far as our culture goes, so we're going to go ahead and throw that name on there. We married now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but they also have to realize we built this shit for free. Yeah. Like, America was built on the ba- backs of black people, yeah. Asian people, the yeah. minority groups. And no, I don't think no other country benefited from having minorities in it like yeah. America had. We built, the, we built the culture. We literally helped build the country with all that free labor. And America wouldn't be the place it was today without our contributions. Yeah. So it's, it's coming to the point where us as black people have to sit at the table and say, you know what? You have to respect us just like you respect each other. Yeah, man. It's what, only what? It, it's only business, though. You always got to remember that yeah. part, too. You always got to remember that part. It's only business, bro. So they're going to do what they got to do to make sure shit work for them regardless. And it's just like you say, up on us to sit down at that table and decide, hey, man, we got to jump all in and make this happen or keep dealing with the shit we dealing with every yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? So, as, at yeah, some yeah. point, we have to say, nah, enough is enough. Right. I think that's starting to happen now, which I'm happy to see. Yeah. I know people are saying like, oh, I don't like to see riots and stuff like that, and I, I agree. But sometimes, as American history has shown us, yeah. you have to have revolutions to get to where you want to be. And America has been built off of revolting. Yeah. Like, this country started from a revolt. I believe. But the, the American colonies revolting from the English. Yeah, in the North and the South too. Yeah. So it is all it's literally in our blood to revolt against tyranny and oppression. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I still, you know, I love the whole vote thing and making sure everybody can get an opportunity to be heard, but I'm still gonna always stand in the back of the room and say that the shit is just a distraction. These people already know what it is they wanna do and they're gonna do it regardless. And and then they'll quote unquote mess up the votes and create another distraction. So now your mind ain't on what they doing. It's on the shit that should have been done and this, that, and the other. You know, it is what it is, man. That's why I don't talk religion and politics because my <laughs> my my beliefs are always gonna be way more logical than the average. So well, I agree. I think it's it's hard and it's weird because at some point you want to say vote. Yeah. But then another point you also want to say. But yeah, they're gonna rig the deck. Yeah, it's it's like you gotta count the cards in order to understand the game, bro. You know what I'm saying? So this net is driving me crazy. Man. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wind up having to try to kill this thing and edit my video. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the most part, though, man, um, 
Yeah, I agree. You know, we we never it's democracy, man, has never been set up for you to win. It's only been set up for you to agree. So yeah, you know, you, you're gonna either deal with it and, and understand the game, like I said, and play it the way it's supposed to be, or you just get left behind. And majority of the time that's what happens. People just get left behind. So Yeah, I wrestle with that in terms of because my spirit has always been one of acceptance, yeah. but it's always been one of fighting. Like I, I fight back right. in terms of right. anytime I see any type of, type of oppression or something like that, I'm always gonna say something against it. I'm not gonna allow it to just sit there in front of my yeah. face. As you should, as you should, man. Like, you know how that go, man. As yeah. you should, absolutely. Okay, so you're doing your show and like you gaining followers every day. Um, <laughs> since we are talking about a lot of this, what are some of the things that like in the comments and stuff like that that sound like people are trying to compliment you but they actually insulting your show <laughs> i'm trying to think mm-hmm. i don't know i that's a good question i'm trying to think mm-hmm. i don't know because people <laughs> people when people come people usually are very nice when they compliment my show and stuff like that. I don't really have that. Now, when I say other things, people want to be dickheads, but those of you to be trolls and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Well, over if you've been doing it for three years consistently, like you said, then the criticism should be at a minimum by now anyway. It should be more acceptance simply because, look, I've been doing it my way for this long and I'm still here, so. You know. Yeah, it's more or less now. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. My boy King from Raw the Cut. What a, I, I honestly, he's probably like, one of the most yeah, controversial man. dudes on Twitter. Shout out to Akeem, man. Yeah. We're supposed to be hooking up Wednesday, bro. I can't wait to talk to Akeem. <laughs> he, he, he a good dude. Yeah. But, but the thing about Akeem, which I think is smart on his behalf, is he'll say things that rouse people up. Yeah. People get mad about it. People will comment about it. Right. Whether negatively or positively. But at the end of the day, people are still talking about Akeem. Yeah. I mean... And, that's what it is. Stand by your stand by your decisions, bro. If, if he know he finna put that on Twitter, he know he finna get some good and some bad, and he just gotta stand by. Yeah. And and the thing and, and one of the fascinating things about Akeem is, I can be having conversations mm-hmm. with people that I that don't know him. Yeah. At all, and this happens multiple times. Right. And then I'll just get a message from somebody. Man, you see what this dude done said here? This is some stupid shit. <laughs> and I'm like. I, then they like they'll send me this whole mess about this dude, and I'm like, let me guess, you talking about a king, huh? Just based <laughs> on their response, and I know they're talking about him, right, and, right. And then they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I, I just know. And like, why are you friends? Like, that's my man, you know. That's what right. he, that's his thing. Respect his hustle, respect his lane, you know. And I think there's a, there's a certain brilliance to what he does because yeah. he keeps his name into all types of things, whether it's positive or negative, yeah. but you're gonna always know who Akeem and who Ronda Cut is. Man, good marketing, shameless promotion. Ain't nothing wrong with this shit. You gotta do what you yeah. gotta do to survive, you hear me? Definitely. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Hey, that's what's up. But like I said, me and him, we gonna get down on Wednesday. I'm gonna rap with him, man. He, he's, um, I've been talking to him back and forth. He's turning out to be everything that I thought he was, man. He's a good dude. He just, uh, you know, I think he just, like you say, say certain things to rile people up because it's going to keep them relevant. Shit, I like like that a lot, man. Do what you do, bro. It's love out here. Hey, so, all right, so I know you're a horror movie dude, okay? Yeah, I like horror movies. I I absolutely listened to the episode with you. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, man. It was on the tip of my tongue earlier. Kira Davis. Kira Davis, yes, man. Pretty light-skinned lady. I seen, yeah. I seen the, um, the what's her name when I was looking at the, um, when I was listening to the podcast. And uh, she's very interesting, bro. Like, she's very interesting. I liked her uh, aspect of things and, and the way she looked at the horror movies and all of that stuff, man. I have to let people listen to the episode because then they're going to want to say, how he say something like that? And you just got to listen to it. <laughs> it was cool. But so you, so since you're a horror guy, I got something for you. Say you're in a horror movie trying to survive, all right? But then you actually find out that you're not in the movie. It's real life. You get captured by a group of traffickers that sell body parts to cannibals. That's happening in the movie. You say it's happening in a movie? It happened in a movie before. I can't remember the name of the movie. Damn it. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know, bro. I can't. Oh, but you got yeah. Tell me the flaw. I'm interested. Okay, in all right. It's like okay. So check it out. You're in a horror movie trying to survive. You find out that it's not a movie, but it's real life. You get captured by a group of traffickers that sell body parts to cannibals for food stamps. All right. They know about your podcast and they really like it. They subscribe to it and they listen to it and everything. So they tell you, they say, all right, Delvin, since we like your podcast, we're going to let you go, bro. We're not going to kill you. We're not going to eat you. But you got to leave us one body part. Which body part you leaving behind? Interesting question. <laughs> Caught, you body part. <laughs> Caught you off guard. Caught you right? Hey, they cannibals. They trying to grub. What you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Pinky toe. Come on, man. You know you ain't finna leave out of there with just one toe, you know? <laughs> just, they can take the pinky toe. <laughs> All right, okay. It's so a body part. They can so take you it. Leave, you leave one toe. That's what's up. Okay. I mean, hey, if they accept it, then shit, I'm, I'm leaving one too. Shit, I'm out. <laughs> that seems like the body part that would affect me the least. I know the pinky toe, I think, is used for balance. Right. But you got two feet. And also, I think if you like if you if you if you missing one toe, nobody's gonna notice that. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like if you're missing a finger or a thumb, an yeah. arm, a leg, okay, a penis, those <laughs> things people notice off bat. Well, I would say if they feeding a group of cannibals, I'm thinking like they probably gonna choose themselves and probably take your arm or like half your leg or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I would think. They would chop off like half your leg. They ain't gonna settle for a foot. They ain't gonna well, settle for two if, if I have to pick, If I have to pick something like that, mm-hmm. I would pick probably my arm because I, I feel like one, they have prosthetics now that are very good for arms. Right, right, okay. And two, if anything else, I can just get a badass hook <laughs> or something like, like <laughs> or a sword put on my arm and, like the walking dead cabinet. I feel yeah, so you're gonna say that, man. <laughs> I know I get some vibe like if you have one arm, you got like a hook or something like that, you, you kinda like a badass. Right. You'll be like Aaron on the Walking Dead. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Okay, so um what if you could be okay, so what would be like if you could be an anime character, all right, and say you had all the the powers that you need to, I guess, save the princess or or conquer the world. What kind of sidekick would you choose as far as anime go? Now, you got to choose a sidekick that's going to benefit you and you have all the anime powers that you need to survive. Okay. So, I got to pick a sidekick that's an anime character? Yeah. So, I'm assuming I would have the powers of the guy from, like, like a Dragon Ball Z character oh, yeah, or Naruto yeah. or One Punch Man or somebody like that. Now, One Punch Man, I, I would love his powers. That's what's up. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say him. I'm going to say I have his powers. Okay. So my sidekick would probably be... I'm going to pick a bad guy. Really? You're getting a villain. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. There's this, bad, there's this anime series called Death Note. Okay. And the, the main bad guy on the show, he's kind of the good guy, anti-hero. He's weird. His name's Light Yagami. All right. I've heard of Light Yagami, too. I've actually seen some of those clips on uh, Twitter. Yeah. He's dope. The yeah. thing about Light Yagami is this. His, he doesn't have powers, but he has a book called The Death Note. Mm-hmm. And, and with this book, all he has to do is write down a person's name in the book. Right. And he automatically die. Wow. So I hey. feel like I need to have him on my side. Yeah. As opposed to against me. Hey, good answer, bro. That's a good answer because, shit, you can just let him chill. Like, bro, I got this, man. I'm One Punch Man. Don't you trip. But then that one character that One Punch Man know he ain't going to be able to handle, he can tell him, hey, man, write that nigga down in that book, bro. Get his ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when we wake up tomorrow, we cover McDonald's. I need you to write his name in that motherfucker. <laughs> so, hell yeah, I got you. I got you. That's what's up, man. Okay, so lastly, all right, last question for you. Tell my listeners a short story. It can be an experience, an incident, a person, a book, whatever, bro, that made you who you are today. Hmm, that's, a good, that's a good one. There's a lot, I think. 
trying to think of a good story I can tell that I haven't told before. Man, just whatever come from your heart, bro. Like, it could be how you made it. It could be your first dollar you made as a YouTuber, or it, it could be anything. It could be when somebody passed and it just made you say, I'm finna clean my act up and just do all this shit the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, anything. I get interested. I get one that make me realize that I, I love podcasting. Okay. There's an episode, well, there's a couple episodes, but there's one back in um, earlier days of the Devil Cox experience where I interviewed a transgender person. Oh, wow. That, that had to be interesting. And hearing that person's story about how they weren't accepted. Yeah. And because they weren't accepted, their father didn't accept them and they had such a hard life. Yeah. And getting that story, and getting the response I got from that story. Wow. Made me realize, like, like people were like, this is an incredible interview. I didn't realize what transgenders go through and stuff in life. Yeah, that's Made me realize this is what I want to do. I want to sit here and give people stories that other people don't never see. It's just an emotional experience, bro. Yeah, it's just I like to hear response from the episodes that are very serious and when people don't well, you don't think it's gonna go that route, but it does, and people don't realize, like, damn. And then on this episode meant a lot to people. The fact that I'm yeah. I'm quite the fact that there are transgender people who have heard that episode and can relate to it, or gay people for that matter who've heard that episode and can relate to it, like, yeah, damn, me yeah. coming out to my family and not being accepted. Hey, that's up. That means hey, a lot to me. Hey, that's day, that's day, man. That would upset a whole lot of people in different communities, but at the same time, it's a much, much, much needed you know what I'm saying? Podcast. It's something that it's it's an episode that's like much needed, so people can understand, bro. That's the carnal knowledge I was talking about, and I would love to be able to do something like that. Yeah, man. I think it's important because me and you, two heterosexual men, right? Right, right. So we don't always see or hear the other side of the table. Yeah, and we don't know what they go through. Cause like like I said. I can I can only imagine how hard it is, especially back when we were coming up. We're relatively the same age. Yeah. But we were coming up, people went hard on gay people. Yeah, they did. They went like it was not accepted. At it was all. not accepted. It was not part of the culture. Yeah. People went really hard on gay people. I, I've seen people do a horrid thing to the gay people. Man. So just imagine being a gay person and coming out to your family and not knowing what to expect or not being accepted by your family that has like people you grew up with not just not accepting you no more or not fucking with you that has to be immensely hard yeah i mean like it puts you in a position to where like me myself personally like i i have never understood any of it bro but i've always accepted it because i know that there has to be a reason for this individual to feel the way that they feel yeah you know what i'm saying like it's not I mean, it's not abnormal, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, sometimes you just have to know. Like, I would love to look at that episode or, or listen to it or something just because you have to know. And then having children, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if your your child come home and and feeling this way? Yeah, and you that's something saying? that you have to know how to deal with. It. It's yeah. like, I would never want to be that parent that shuns my child because they say, I don't know how right. I feel. I think I'm gay or something right. like that because yeah. that that wrecks relationships and I would never. They need your support regardless, bro. Yeah. yeah so I absolutely understand that. That's, hey, that's, hey, that's big, man. Hey, that's what I'm saying, man. You're doing big things, bro. Shit, I'm jealous. Thanks. Hell, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do now. Maybe I should do an episode on uh, uh, Popeye chicken sandwiches or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some new listeners and shit. <laughs> My thing is this, brother, and I always tell people this: like, follow your heart, follow your hunch. Yeah. Like, it, sometimes I just be sitting down, and a topic will come to my head, and I say, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Just do it. It don't matter because you you'll be surprised people who listen to it. Right. And the response you get from it. Yeah, I got to get to that level. Um, I'm still at that point, man, where I'm feeling like when I'm doing those kind of episodes that I'm like just talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? And. I do the episode and be in about 30 minutes, man. And then be like, man, I'm not finna. I just delete the whole thing. Like, I'm not finna post this. Like, how do you just talk to yourself? Like, I don't know. I watch other people do it on their podcast and all on YouTube and stuff. And it's like, 
they comfortable. Generally, they doing what they love, I guess, but I be feeling like I'm talking to myself, bro. It's <laughs> difficult, but you have to kind of get into the mindset that you're not talking to yourself per se. You're talking to an audience that you can't see. It's like, it's almost like you're giving a speech. Yeah, okay, I got you. I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. That makes that make plenty of sense. Um, I don't know. Like I say, man, I, it's at some point, you know, it'll it'll rub up against me, and I will catch on to it. You know what I'm saying? I just um, me personally, right now, I just really like doing the interviews, man, picking people' brain, and like you ain't know what to expect when you came on here. You ain't know what kind yeah. of questions I was gonna ask you, and that's the joy of it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love the interviews. The interviews are great because you don't never know what avenue or direction they're gonna go into. Yeah. Sometimes people's responses to the interview make you want to flip your questions and stuff like that because it's like, oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, man, because you want to relate to that individual a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, this is this really has been a, a, a Delvin Cox experience, goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, okay, that's what's up, man. Like, shit, I I'm excited, man, because like I say, when you meet new people, man, and you meet people that actually understand what you're trying to do and they've been there. Um, the advice and, and the information becomes golden. It ain't just, you know, somebody saying, well, man, you know, follow your dreams. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, follow your dreams, but at the same time, get you a good mic, get you some headphones. You gotta do that, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the love of it all. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. I, I tell all podcasters to, if you wanna do it, go full force in it. Always try to make your last episode, the next episode better than your last episode and try to figure out ways to make it better. Like you see, all right, I tried this with my, with my mics. Mics don't sound just where I want them to be at right now. Yeah. Let, me try, let me go look up something to see how I can get them to sound where I want them to be. Oh, my, my video don't look perfect. Yeah. Let me look up something. Google is your best friend when it comes to podcasting. Yeah, yeah. I know I found a few things on Google. <laughs> I have, man. That's what's up. Well, I tell you what, Devil Man, hey, today has been great. You know what I'm saying? Again, man, like I've been choosing some awesome guests. I mean, I ain't like I don't really put a lot of effort into the things that I do when it comes to the podcasting because like I said, I want it to be fun and not work. Um I can only appreciate, man, what it is you got going on and how long you've been doing it and your love for the podcasting game. And it'll rub off on me, man. So do me the, do me the favor, bro, of telling my listeners, man, um, how they can find you, how they can follow you and all that, man, your social media, social everything. Definitely. Y'all can check me out on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Check out the Devil Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. And if you want to come on the podcast, if you go to DevilCoxExperience.com, there at the bottom of the thing, mm-hmm. it's a like a you can you can it's a little link where you can message me and tell me you want to come on the show. Oh, that's what's up. Hey, shit, I man, I see. I wouldn't have never even knew nothing about all that, bro. I <laughs> I be listening to the podcast while I be cutting grass because I you know I got the lawn care service, so yeah, I be hitting them yards. I be listening to all that, man. But that's what it is, man. Hey, again, man, I want to thank you, bro. Hey, it has been an experience here on the Bobby Dollar Show with Mister Delvin Cox. Um, hey, go check him out, bro. He got some great episodes, and I know y'all gonna love it too, man. Hey, it's it's been real out here. You hear me? Wear your mask, man. Stay protected. Protect your family. Get ready for what's coming, man, because you never know what's behind door number two. You hear me? Hey, it's been the Bobby Dollar Show. Appreciate you. Peace.